Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now it's time to get to work. Adam, we got the resolution to the discussion that has been ongoing since last offseason. We got the answer. We don't need to talk about that ever again. So let's talk about the huge upset win that the Broncos just got over the Chargers. Yeah, uh, I have no idea who this team is or what this team is or why this team is. Every week, the Denver Broncos show up and are a completely different team, and it is mind-boggling to me. And and I'll say it to you like I I, I hear, like I said it before we started recording. How does a team – go and, and just completely crap the bed at home against the Eagles who just lost to the Giants, and then they show up against the Chargers and win a game against a team that I think is a legitimate contender to make a deep run in the playoffs when that's not how I see this Broncos team at all. It is mind-boggling to me that every week we get a different outcome, and it's just a completely different team, yet – here we are, and I, I'm, I love it. It's fantastic. My predictions are wrong every week. I guess I just need to start predicting Denver Bronco losses every week. Every week is a loss. Every week is a loss because that's what happens apparently. But I can't I can't read this team. I can't figure them out. They destroyed the Cowboys, and then bleh, and then bleh, and then bleh, I have I'm out. I, my mind is boggled. And I think that's the case for all the Broncos country. And I think they want to get excited. They should be excited about this performance. The defense completely shut down Justin Herbert and that offense, which is a very good offense with Austin Eckler from Eaton, uh, with Keenan Allen, with Mike Williams. To shut down that offense like the Broncos defense did, hat tip to Vic Fangio and Ed Donatel for the defensive game plan that they have. The offensive line that was makeshift, that was down to like the fifth string tackle. <laughs> And they're still able to run block like that. Javante Williams is a beast. And Pat Shermer must have read horse tracks. Because I said said prior to going into this game that they needed to utilize Javante Williams more as a receiver. And they did that. He is just a special player with the ball in his hands. Pat Sertan having fans have flashbacks to Champ Bailey with his interception return for a touchdown and then to get a second pick. So there's a lot of positives out of all of this. Teddy Bridgewater showing that he is the quarterback for this team to be injured like he was and to come back on the field. Hat tip to Teddy Bridgewater. 
I a lot of positives, but there's that seed of doubt still. Because up next no, yeah, is Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in yeah. Arrowhead Stadium in December on Sunday Night Football. Ooh, I just got the chills, and not because it's going to be cold in December, um, but also probably because of that. I, I want to go back to what you said. You were talking about Javante Williams. The, the thing that is – and so obviously we're going to go through it here, I guess. Javante Williams to me is a guy who I have been hoping – all year that the Broncos offense would start to lean on and and utilize it in a way that he's the face of the offense at, at some point, knowing that the passing game is limited because, quite frankly, Teddy Bridgewater is what Teddy Bridgewater is. I think he's the quarterback for this football team this year. I have no doubt about that. I, I have no idea what happens in the future. I'm not even going to try to predict that because clearly my predictions are always wrong. But this this season, Teddy Bridgewater proves he's the guy, and that means that a, a player like Javante Williams, who can make defenses soar just by looking at them, because the way he runs is just incredible, and then to utilize him in the passing game, like you called for in horse tracks, and then Pat Shermer came through with it, you need to start asking for more things in horse tracks, maybe. Uh, that, maybe that's the goal there. But I just see him as, and he's not going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. We already know that. That's probably Mac Jones. Move on from there. But he is a player that has had a huge amount of impact. A huge, he, he changes this offense in ways that not a lot of rookies can. And he does a lot of it by himself, just by being shifty and also powerful and also fast. And he's a player that is going to be good in this offense for the next few seasons because you know how running backs are they can sort of come and go I'm excited to see what he can do and he looked like a stud and I, I blows me away the stuff that he does and in the passing game to have him to to be able to rely on him as well knowing that you have Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick and Jerry Judy and you've got uh Noah Fan Akwegbunam and Salbert got a touchdown today there's a lot to be said for him being a, a huge part of this offense, knowing how many weapons there actually are. You mentioned Salbert. So his stat line is one reception for one yard for a touchdown. <laughs> I love it. That's it. I mean, that, that that's a hell of a day at the office. That's, you did it one perfectly. Catch, one yard, one touchdown. That's all, that's all you needed I mean, to do. What else do you need to do? I, I mean, I, I, the thing that stands out to me is just how complete of a game it was. I mean, obviously offensive and defense, but the special teams having Nate Hairston pin that punt at the, what the one yard line, right on the one to not have a special teams gaff. I mean, what is going on? I mean, you talk about not knowing what's going on week to week. And I think that's the thing about the NFL this season. I mean, there's been that cliche for 50 years, about how it's a week-to-week -week league. I don't think that has ever been exhibited more than this season because you mentioned it. The Eagles just lost to the freaking Giants the way the Giants looked against Tampa Bay. I mean, what the... I mean, can you imagine being in Philly? Like, really? We were in contention now for the NFC East with the Cowboys crapping themselves against the Raiders, and then they lose to the Giants? The Panthers losing to the Dolphins. The Texans losing to the Jets, who just beat the Titans. And then the New England Patriots, 
who are right now, I think, the team to beat in the AFC. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a crazy, topsy-turvy, upside-down football world. I, I, I think I'm still on the Bills in the AFC, by the way. I'm, I'm just going to go on record as saying that right now, which means I've just given them the kiss of death based off of all of my predictions. But uh, the, the, the team that has me sort of just blown away as far as just what you thought they were going to be and what they've sort of turned into recently is the Rams. Now, I, I know oh, we're supposed yeah. to be talking about the Broncos. This is our post-game recap. Look, the Broncos won. It was hey, fantastic. It, it, post-game. <laughs> it's, it's like, I mean, we're recording this before the Sunday night game, so yeah. it's post-game. Post-game. We, we didn't say which game. We can, we can we can do any game we want, but I love the fact that the, the Rams tweeted out Teddy KJB going all in. I'm all in. Is he splashing the pot? And if you've not seen rounders then you don't know what i'm talking about and you're really missing out and you're not living your best life but uh you can you can fix that you or can your change bet it life or your bet Ooh. oh according to according oh. to points bet hello there it is and then for some reason i feel like that was just foreshadowing because in that i do it can i am i allowed to ruin it for everybody because i feel like yeah it's been a, the movie's been around right the, the time there's a certain amount of time you got to wait and we've passed that expiration date has passed we can throw this milk out i mean so rounders is what from the 90s yeah i mean it? It, i mean matt damon looks is is matt damon looks like he's in his 20s because he is in his 20s in that movie so it's <laughs> and edward norton looks like he's in his 20s because he is in his 30s in that movie so i actually don't know how old they were in the movie he loses teddy kgb loses he he loses to Matt Damon. I'm sorry. He just uh, and so the all that that gift that they tweeted out. If you didn't in your mind immediately think, oh, they're screwed because I did, uh, and and I became a Rams fan because they have Von Miller and I want them to. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. You went all in and then you lost. Oh, Teddy KGB. Why did they do that? It was a terrible choice. Anyway, back to the Broncos. I'm sorry. I digress. The defense again. To, to show up the way they did and, and basically shut down the rushing game. The leading rusher for the Chargers was Justin Herbert. Now, that was the case against the Steelers, but he was running for oodles of yards. Ooh, I like that. Oodles. Steelers. Yeah, that's good. I like that. But they, they shut down Austin Eckler. I mean, Austin Eckler was basically a non-factor in this game. Thankfully for my fantasy team, he got a touchdown. But he did have 68 yards receiving and a touchdown, but that was more because of that huge run after the catch that he got where he just wouldn't go down when he was around three Broncos. And they're like, dude, you're losing. Just go down, go out of bounds. <laughs> and he's just, that that's just not Austin Eckler's. It's not how he does. It's not in him, but to shut him down the way they did hat tip to the defense. I mean, they do they finally have an answer at linebacker to cover receivers out of the backfield and potentially tight ends with Kenny Young? Maybe, maybe. You know, I you know what I will say, and I and I, I don't mean to to interject here, but you're you're talking about the defense, and one of the things that is a, is a bit of a trope in Broncos country night right now is the fact that Vic Fangio um, is is not a good head coach. And many people have called for him to be fired. I, I I will count myself as someone who has said that this might not be the best job for him, head coach. That, and, and I will stand by that. I think he probably is a little bit, still a little bit in over his head as a head coach, which by now you should have figured it out. But his ability to call a defense 
I know Ed Donatel's the defensive coordinator, but just we all know the truth here. His ability to call a defense, as much as I hate the bend but don't break sort of way that he does, because I it just makes me crazy. At the end of the day, because I love that cliche, this defense is good because Vic Fangio puts them in a position to be successful and calls the right, puts them in the right position. That is huge. That is something that w- that can carry this team as long as they figure out the offense moving forward. And quite frankly, if they do what they did today moving forward on offense, if they lean on Javante Williams, if they allow the run game to sort of be at the forefront, even though you know you're going to have to throw some and you let Teddy Bridgewater be Teddy Bridgewater when he needs to be, I I, I think that this is a team that could, even though I don't know that, that the game in Kansas City is going to be all that fun. I think after that, they could they could do some things. They could do some damage. And we can get into this later in the week when we do our preview for Wednesday. But it's going to come down to how good is the run defense that the Broncos are going against. Because teams now know this is how the Broncos win. They did it against the Cowboys. They did it against the Chargers. Steve Spagnuolo is going to know that going into Kansas City. And you're dealing with a monster of a man in Chris Jones, who to me is basically like Reggie White. You can basically put him anywhere on the defensive line, and when he's healthy, he's going to wreck a game. And with the problems that the Broncos have had offensively at the offensive line at least, and they didn't have those on Sunday, to the credit of the offensive line, to to have guys plug and play, another cliche, but th- that's a testament to the offensive line. And they did a fantastic job. I think They're Joey Bosa had one sack and that was it. That was really it. They're going, they're going to be tested. And when you throw in a healthy Frank Clark on top of that, Spagnolo is going to know the Broncos will want to run the football. So they're going to load the box. Is Teddy Bridgewater going to be able to do enough to beat Tyron Matthew and those 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 cornerbacks, and we'll talk about that for the, the preview on Wednesday. But at the very least, the Broncos kept hope alive again <laughs> after <laughs> get their second big upset of the year, second place after, in the AFC West after embarrassing themselves against the Eagles, which I, I still. This team, I, this team, I I don't understand this team. How you go? Look the way you did against the Cowboys. Look the way you get against the Eagles, and look the way you did against the Chargers in three in the three back to back to back games. I don't, you know, I I, I, I will say, not a fan of the pattern that's that's emerged coming up with a, a primetime game on Sunday night in Kansas City next. But I will say, but following that is the Lions, so that means they won't be the first. Law, the first Ooh, win. I can't believe you even went there with that. That's for the that Lions. Sounds like a prediction. That sounds like a prediction. I'm not going to go. I mean, if it, if the trend continues, they'll look horrible against the Chiefs, <laughs> and they'll save themselves from being the team that saved the Lions from going un or winless. Sure. Bottom line here, I think, and it, this is the best part about it: they did beat a Chargers team that is. Very good. They showed that they have potential. They continue to show they have potential. And when they were able to 
get that sort of get the game in hand with Javante Williams doing what he did in the Pat Sertan first defensive touchdown since 2019. We've been begging for it since the beginning of the season. There it Especially is. Especially you. Yes, more, I have. more I, you than me. God, I even stopped talking about it because I just was afraid it was never going to happen. And here we are. Now I don't have to talk about it anymore because I wasn't. But this this is a game that we can feel good about as fans, right? It made it made Absolutely. Broncos country feel good. Enjoy it and and then you know sort of wince a little bit knowing what's coming in the future. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos.